Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. We are so glad you're here. Uh, whether you're a new listener or you're a returning listener, we want to welcome you. This episode is so superstar. We got Dr. Brady Smith from Drilled Podcast on, and he's going to talk about the gift that keeps on giving, specifically donated dental work, and how you as a dental assistant can influence your doctor's into maybe making a change. Do a charity case for somebody in your community. There's so many pearls in this episode that are really going to help elevate your desire to give back to your community and do good, get good. It's time to organize the chaos with Zen. All dental practices run into the same problems. Ordering dental office supplies is a mess running out of products, no budget, and price comparisons that take hours. With Zen, dental supplies management has never been easier. Go check them out, www.zensupplies.com. Well, hi guys. Welcome back to the show. I have a, I want to say superstar. (laughs) I'm sure you guys know who this is. Dr. Brady Smith from Drilled with Dr. Brady. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm like a fangirl over here. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I'm super excited. I'm super excited to come on and, uh, and chat with you. Okay, guys, we want to really get down to do good, get good. And Dr. Brady's going to share his story about what he's doing as a dentist to make an impact on the community. And then I want to talk to Dr. Brady specifically on how we as dental assistants can impact our community with our dentists. You know, this is awesome. This is such an awesome topic because, uh, and it's also helping to serve the purpose of Drilled Podcast, which is essentially, you know, we exist to persuade every single dentist to do a free case a year. That's kind of what our our goal is. We want to, you know, anyone that we have influence over, anyone who hears us, we want to convince those dentists to do a do a, a free case every year, and. Boy, getting dental assistants on board with that, getting dental assistants to kind of get that ball rolling is such an amazing approach. But I started, you want me to go over like where I started and how I started doing this? Yes, because it's, it's, a, it's a catalyst, right? I mean, like everybody has that one moment where they're like, wow, this is, this is my calling. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I should start off by saying, you know, five, I've been a dentist for 10 years and five years into being a dentist, I hated my job and, and it was a problem. And, you know, dentists can't really 180 very easily. You can't just say, well, now I'm going to go be a fill in the blank. You can't (laughs) so much time and money that goes into being a dentist that you you just kind of got to figure it out. And one of the things that I knew was missing amongst a lot of things, I did kind of a personal inventory. And one of the things I knew that I wasn't doing was, was any kind of, meaningful service or any kind of charitable service uh and and that was something that i had grown up with i grew up in a very uh i would say very religious household where that was something that was instilled in me by my parents and it was something that i knew was important and it was something that i was not doing and so i looked for areas where i could serve i looked for you know people and i think every dentist has like a really cool patient someone they like, someone very likable, who just simply doesn't have the money to, to do the treatment that they need. 
And so I started finding people like that and just offering small things. And then, you know, a couple fillings or a crown or a root canal that was needed. And so it just kind of started off small. And there was, no, there was no podcast or organization at that point. But it was just kind of a small thing that I started to do to make myself feel better. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know the feeling. It's just like giving somebody a compliment. Like, you know, it's better to give than to receive. And some of us are missing that. And that we're like, what, what is right. wrong? Why am I not happy? <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's like, uh, I'll tell you, I, I hate mowing lawns. And I think it comes from being a, a kid and always being forced to mow my lawn. And then I, my dad forced me to do this, like, you know, neighborhood entrepreneurial door-to-door thing where I would go and like make, let, you know, try to get hired to mow my neighbor's lawns. I started mowing lots of lawns and now I hate it. And I hire someone to do it at my own house now. But there's one exception. I have a, uh, there's a widow that I go to church with who needs her lawn mowed. And I volunteered to do that. And the most interesting thing is I don't hate mowing lawns for her. And it's that one circumstance where in every other circumstance in my life, I don't like it. But when the purpose is redefined or changed, all of a sudden, I don't hate that anymore. I actually love it. Yep. And so, and so, and so in the same way, in the same approach is kind of how I approach dentistry because I didn't like it. So I needed something to kind of redefine my purpose. And money was never the problem. A lot of people, when I share that story about how I was struggling, they think, well, maybe I wasn't making ends meet. I was actually doing very well. Uh, it was not the money. And so I needed a new, a new purpose, a new definition of why I was doing what I was doing. And meaningful service is something that totally changed my perspective of, of why I was doing what I was doing. And so I just made sure, and to this day, I've made sure that there's always someone on my schedule who is being helped uh, at our cost, not theirs. So as soon as I finish the case, I'm always looking for the next one. I gotta, it's something that I, I gotta have that, I gotta have that going. I gotta have something going for me uh, to keep me uh, interested in my job, essentially. I and mean, it's kind of for me, if that makes, if that makes sense. It's kind of for me and other people, but it's something that, you know, you create win-win situations and, and life is just better that way. And so that started, uh, you know, the Drilled Podcast, which now is something that I want to share with all of my colleagues and all dental professionals, which is, you know, this is important and this can change the way you practice. This can change the way you look at life and not just the way you practice, it can change your, you know, your home life you know, how you treat the, the most important people around you, you know, your work life is very closely tied to that. And so this has been so such an important change for me that I created the Drilled Podcast Network, which is more than a podcast. It's a, it's a, it's a licensed 501c3 nonprofit organization that essentially we want to broker the relationship between doctor and patient and, and, and you know, uh, hook the people up, connect the people who need the work to the people who want to provide the work. And so that's kind of what we do. Kind of like a matchmaker. <laughs> Just like a matchmaker. And ideally, 
Yeah. And ideally we want to be everywhere. We want to, you know, we don't have a headquarters. The headquarters is every dental office in America. Uh, and, and so every dentist can do this and, and dentists have a lot of reservations about this. This is not as easy as, okay, I'm just going to do it. Uh, which is why I was so glad you called me and wanted to know about how can dental assistants push, push in the right direction here. Cause I think that's a key, a key element, you know? Oh yeah. So, well, you know, I've, I've donated dental work with my dentist before and you know, it's, it's part of a, it's a team driven effort, right? So it's not just one person. I mean, we have to come in on our, our unscheduled days to make it happen, like donating that time and, and the fulfillment goes both ways. So if the dentist understands that the assistants are just as engaged in giving back and, and getting that fulfillment, I think it makes the system a lot easier for that. Yes. Yeah. I think the first thing they should do is tell their dentist, Hey, I heard this really cool podcast called DA Rockstars talking about free work. You should listen to it and then text it to them, text them a link and have them listen to this podcast. That's the first thing they should do. So uh, start that ball rolling. Uh, you know, uh, dentists have, so it might be helpful to go over the reservations that I see dentists have. Uh, you know, why, why don't they do it? Why wouldn't you do this? That's the question, right? And for a lot of dentists, it's the cost. It costs money to do free dental work. And I don't think it costs a lot of money. It depends on what you do, right? So you can choose to do things that are lower overhead, like, you know, pulling a tooth for free. It's easy to do. And you start with what you're comfortable with. Um, if you're doing like a full all-on four case where there's going to be lab bills and implant costs, that becomes, you know, might cost you a couple thousand dollars. And so right now what we're doing at Drilled is we're, we're, negotiating, we're negotiating deals with some implant companies who will provide a lot of the materials necessary to do some of these cases. So we're trying to make it really, really easy where um, not only do they get implants, but we're trying to provide a surgical kit. Uh, we're working right now with BioHorizons and that seems to be really promising. Um, but, uh, you know, the money thing is is a big part of it. So, so I think you stop, uh, or sorry, you start with something small, something that makes the dentist comfortable and something that doesn't cost anything but their time. And you start feeling what that feels like. And slowly you graduate to more and more. It's just like, you don't care that this crown costs a couple hundred bucks. It, it doesn't move the needle for the dentist very much, but it moves the needle for the patient tremendously you know yeah yeah so once you get that it's almost like adrenaline right so like once you get that first fix you're like wow that felt good like i just did something for another human being that was 100 percent without ask and it feels yeah. so good <laughs> right and um you know that's kind of the reason that's definitely the reason i started doing it what's been super interesting rhonda is that uh, and this is, this, is, this is a real selling point. If you're a dental assistant out there, or a dental professional, or dental assist, or hygienist, and you really want to sell this to the dentist, this part I'm going to tell you right now is an unintentional consequence that I didn't really realize. But our word of mouth referrals are through the roof at my office. And they come from these people that I do free work for. 
because as soon as I do this free work for them, you know, one of the concerns dentists have is, well, then everyone's going to ask for free work. And I can tell you as someone who does a lot of free work, more than most dentists, I have never, ever, not one single time had someone come to my office and say, well, you did this for, you did this for Jim. Why can't you do this for me? Never once, not once. And I've had a lot of referrals from the exact individuals who I've done free work for. And what I've found is they don't tell people that I did it for free. They don't actually want people to know that. What they want people to know is how awesome we are. They want to tell, they'll, so they'll sell, tell their friends, Dr. Smith is so great. He's so awesome and, and he's helped me out. And, and I had this you know, bad crown. He did this new crown for me. So what you find is that, in my opinion, this is one of the best marketing tools that any dentist could possibly use. If I had $2,500 to spend on marketing and I had to choose between buying a billboard or mailers or whatever dentists use, I would scratch all that and say, I'm going to use $2,500 of my lab bill and do 12 free crowns for 12 different people. That's, That's what brilliant. I would do. With, mm-hmm. That's what I would That's, do with my money. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because true. Like those, Google reviews, go you know, you can't pay for them. Right. And, and, and people like, I don't know about you, but if I go on Amazon and I put something in the cart, my husband's like, did you look at the reviews? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. it's the word of mouth. Right. I mean, it all comes, I mean, it's just a different form, but it's the same concept. Like people want to trust what other people have to say about the practice that they've gone to or the business that they, they, they went to. Like, it's just the whole idea. Like, People trust people. They don't trust fancy billboards or words or, you know, sales pitches. Yeah. And, and so, like I said, this was an unintentional consequence, but I started really keying in. And I actually started doing a, so when we started the podcast, there was a woman we did a case for, and she was nominated by her daughter and her name was Bobby and Bobby had become a recluse. And she wasn't always that way. She was, according to her daughter, she was the one hosting dinners, barbecues, uh, fun events at her house. And slowly she started to, uh, she began to stop doing that because she had veneers that had been falling apart. And all of a sudden she uh, had a few that completely fell apart, didn't have dental insurance, didn't have much money to take care of it. And she was one of the first ones that we did. And actually, you can go on our YouTube channel, on Drilled Podcast's YouTube channel, and you can see her transformation because we documented it all. And uh, what we didn't document was she was the first one that I said, okay, I'm going to start keeping track of everyone who comes in. So our intake forms in our office has a little spot. Who referred you? Were you referred by a friend? What's their name? So anyone who was referred by her or her daughter, Misty, I decided to keep track of not just the number of referrals, but the amount of money that was spent in my office because of those referrals. And after about, I'd say four or five months, I stopped keeping track because it exceeded $15,000. And I just was blown away. And that's real money. That's real patients coming in that would never have seen me before. but I started to do some experiments, just kind of gathering data because I knew it would be big, but I wanted to get some numbers in there because I knew this was something I wanted to start. I don't want to say selling to other dentists, 
but just encouraging to other dentists. And dentists, this is the way dentists think. Dentists want to, dentists do want to, they do want to see an ROI. Um, some will do it just for the personal fulfillment. Some will do it because it's a good marketing strategy, which is more important. I don't know that it matters. I think if you're doing something good for someone, that's the most important thing. And I, I honestly, personally, it doesn't matter to me why you're doing it as long as you're doing it. That's, I, I hope you're doing it for the best of reasons, but if you're, if you're doing it for marketing, that's fine too, as, as far as I'm concerned, because you're helping the community out, you're helping people who need to be helped. And so there's this real kind of ROI that comes in the form of like, there's a currency that charitable, charitable services, this currency that uh, the money can't buy you what charitable service gets you. One of the other things here, side note, is that the people who come in to see me, they don't know me, but they kind of do know me because I've been built up. You know, this woman, Bobby, we did like a, oh, would have been like a $40,000 case, easy. And, and it made a huge, anyone who knows her, she had the kind of teeth where like, you immediately would notice she got her teeth fixed. And so people start, you know, she goes to church, she goes to her book club, she talks to her family and friends, she starts having people over again. And she just talks about it. It's, it's a huge important part of her life now that she got her teeth fixed. And so when these people come to see me in my office, they already have trust in me. They already trust me 100%. They don't question anything that I tell them they need. And so the treatment acceptance is 100%. Whatever I tell them they need, they, they believe me 100%. They believe me. And so it's very easy to work with these types of people because they don't have any skepticism. They're not hesitant. They know me, even though I don't know them, if that makes sense. No, it, it completely does. It's the whole idea that um, it's just like we used to. You vouch for somebody, right? Like if, if, if yeah. I've never steered you in the wrong direction and you vouch for Dr. Smith, I'm like, you know what? Dr. Smith's a guy because this person I have trust in and therefore I have trust in you. And, and I do like, because you, like you said earlier, like dentists are very analytical. You know, yeah. and it's not even about, oh, let's say I approach my dentist and say, okay, it's time to give back. You know, like we, we want to either A, use this, like you said, as a marketing tool or just for fulfillment, but people in your life are going to question you. We are always, our peers are saying, mm -hmm. you know, and this is probably where the analytics came for you in order to track it because everybody's like, okay, well, why are you doing this? What's the bottom line? What, what's your true why? Show me how it works. Like, Dentists need those numbers, they need that security, and they need to be able to defend themselves when someone who doesn't think like them, or maybe hasn't understood do good, get good yet, uh, comes at them and it's like, you know, how much money are you spending on these and not getting anything back other than fulfillment? Right. <laughs> right. Especially if you're in a group practice setting where dentists share a lot of the overhead costs, where one dentist, that, that could be a dynamic that makes it kind of difficult. If one dentist wants to do that, and the other dentist is like, well, you got to pay for that lab fee out of your own pocket. That can get kind of tricky if it's a group dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, but it's also super rewarding if the whole group decides to do something like they all take this on. But uh, you know, what's so interesting is that when we started this, there's just not a lot of people talking about it. There's just not, there's no gurus in dentistry who tell you this is the best marketing tool that you could possibly use. And to me, it is. I don't think there's a better marketing tool than identifying 
charitable service and giving it to people who need it. Uh, it's you, these people are going to be loyal to you forever. And they'll, whenever, I mean, that's the, it's this thing where it's, you, you gotta like, it reminds me of, I don't know if your viewers were, are Indiana Jones fans, but in the, in the Indiana Jones and the temple of doom, there's this, there's this, uh, there's this leap of faith that he has to make where there's like, it looks like he's about to jump off into a cliff, but there's this invisible plank that if you have faith, it will appear when you step, step on it, but you have to make the first step and you got to trust that there's something there to support you. Um, and, and just to me, you know, I didn't do this trying to track the ROI. I did this cause I just wanted to do it. But so I was already kind of into it and invested, but as, so I had the luxury of like, I'm going to do this no matter what, I don't care what the ROI is. I wasn't even thinking about that, but then it was like, holy crap, all of a sudden it's like, it's been a week and I've had five new patients come in who all are telling me they're coming from this guy that I just did this free crown on. And it's it just kind of like, it's like, holy crap, this is, this works. This works really, really well. So that's a huge talking point to your dentist. Is, okay, so Dr. Brady, before, I wanna just jump into this real quick. Can you walk sure. me through the steps? Okay, so let's say I open up the conversation with my dentist and I say, you know yeah. what, I, I'm, on, I'm on your team. I want to support you. I think this is a great endeavor. Where do we get started? Like, how, I mean, give me like three fine points to, you know, do I do it on, on a non-scheduled day? Do like we volunteer and come in on a Saturday? Um, like, give me like three points that a dental assistant needs to cover with their doc. Well, I always do it during, I always, I do it during normal business hours. I just uh, schedule them like I would schedule any other patient. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess that saves money, I guess, I think that would be the, I, that would be the goal of like doing it off hours, right? To, for like the first case, just to, you know, like you my know, assistants case, are all, yeah. my assistants are all clocked in. It's, it's being done during normal business hours. Um, so we don't, but you could definitely do, do that. I mean, uh, that could be a, a hurdle that I haven't even thought of because maybe I guess if I'm doing a free case, that means someone's in the chair, someone's not in the chair who would be normally paying me. So I guess that's, that's a good point, I think. Um, now you're asking me what, what, are, what are the talking points that an assistant would use to the dentist? Yeah. So, I mean, we yeah. have the power to help, right? Do, do we find somebody in our community? How do we facilitate this okay. um, step so that the dentist doesn't, so, you know, doesn't have accountability and, and, you know, it's a great idea, but nothing ever happens of it. So here's, here's another hurdle. I talked about some hurdles that were some reasons why dentists don't want to do this, why they talk themselves out of it. Another one that I haven't mentioned yet, and this goes along with your point, is so understanding the dentist reservations helps you with any kind of sales. It's a, it's a sales tactic. You want to know your customer's concerns, right? You want to know, so you're trying to sell this idea to a dentist of doing some free work for somebody um, because you think it's going to be important for the whole team and the practice. It's going to help build the practice. And you know that, but you got to convince the dentist. So we're selling, we're selling the idea. But one of the reservations that dentists have is, I don't know how to choose the person. How do I choose the person I'm going to do the work for? What if I choose someone who's not grateful? What if I choose someone who's just going to ruin it anyway because they have bad oral hygiene and they're going to ruin whatever I do for them? So um, dentists are really held back by that. So um, 
it would be helpful to identify an individual. And it might be an individual who's already in your practice. At certain times, um, I have chosen an individual who is not a patient of mine, someone that I find out in the public, someone, uh, one of the first, this wasn't done through the podcast, but this was one of the first like full cases I did was a young lady that I would always see in the Wendy's drive-through because I go to Wendy's way too much. But I got to know her, like her name, you know, because I, you know, three times a week, I'm probably being a little conservative there with three times a week, but I probably went there a little <laughs> bit more than that. But I knew her and she was always the young lady working the drive-through and she had this like apple core appearance to her front teeth, but she was super sweet, super outgoing, as if she didn't know she had bad teeth. And I thought she was, to me, it took me weeks to get the courage to even ask her or confront her and, and you know, give her a card and say, you know, it's, it's really awkward to, to make this offer um, to find someone. So what I just did is I gave her my card and I said, I practice a mile down the road at this comfort dental office and I want you to call. And if you do, none of your dental work will cost you any money. I would like to take care of that for you for free. And she was kind of speechless. And she was like, oh, okay, well, thank you. And I was like, and that was it. And I drove off with my sandwich and we were done. And I still would come by and I never brought it up again. And then one day she showed up. She finally showed up and she was super grateful. And I felt like because I chose the per, I already knew I liked her. She was a very likable person. And so that was a big deal. Choosing the, right, choosing the right person is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So a dental assistant could help with that for sure. You know, there's this guy, he comes in all the time and he's just, you have a lot of interaction with these people and you're just, it's just a person, a guy or a gal that you know would appreciate it. So vetting that person would be huge for the dentist. You know, so you go to the dentist with a person in mind. Okay. And so all the dentist has to do is say yes, right? Because they are the gatekeeper. They're usually, you know, they're the ones paying the bills for everything. So you got to get them to say yes, but you say, hey, I was talking to this person. I just really think we could make a big difference in their life. I don't know how you feel about this, but, um, uh, and then I would, I would hit them with, I was listening to a podcast and I was listening to these people talk about how amazing charitable service is as a marketing opportunity. And it was really eye-opening. I've never heard anything like it before. And I think if you hit them with those two things and give them a link to this podcast and have them listen to this, that's a huge, that's a huge deal because when you start talking in terms of not only is it put personally fulfilling and helpful to your patients, but it's also going to build your practice in a yep. real big way, in a real big way, it's going to build your practice. And to put it in those terms uh, and you just keep on grinding that, keep on working on that. If they're still a little resistant, keep bringing that up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, to the level that you're comfortable with. I don't want you to solely a relationship with your employer, but. <laughs> like, well, she won't stop bugging me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I love this. I, I you know, I, I love everything you're doing. I love how hard and how passionate you are about all this. 
I, I love you. that you're inspiring people with humor and just being a good human. And um, I just, I, I really want assistants to know that you guys have the power to influence. You know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of dentists that'll say, I couldn't do this without you. Well, how yeah. about I can do this with you? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a really interesting approach. And I think it could be really effective um, to get dental assistants on board with this too. And that, that kind of just goes right in line with my message. I've always thought dentists, but, but you're absolutely correct. Dental assistants and anyone who works alongside the dentist, whether you're in the front office, dental assistants, dental hygienists, you definitely have the, have the power to influence. And sometimes, in my opinion, in my experience, most dentists just need a little nudge, just a little nudge in the right direction. That's it. Just a friendly little nudge. And just, you know, you're, you're assisting on someone or you're, you're on your break and you have an opportunity to, to bend the ear of the dentist to say, I was listening to this amazing podcast talking about charitable service and I was just, you should totally listen to it. And I got this guy that I, this guy in the practice who I think would be super appreciative of any work we could do for him. I don't know. You should, you should listen to it because you know, it could actually, it could actually help grow the practice. I think because dentists you don't know, know that because no one's nope. talking about, no, no one's talking about that. No yep, one talks about this is how you build a practice. That's not one of the talking points and it should be because it is. Yep. You know, it's funny is after, you know, I've, I've, I've listened to you for quite a while now. I know we met at the Voices of Dentistry and, yes. uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a TikTok connoisseur. Like I'm trying to get into TikTok, but every time I see somebody I like with, TikTok. oh, well, thank you. I try yeah. hard to be funny. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm on there and, you know, I see these people that have accounts and they are clearly in need of dental care. And I think about you every time I see somebody that could benefit from donation dental work, right? And I think, right. okay, I wonder what city they're in. I'm like, if Dr. Brady pulls this off, like at some point we can find out where these people are who are technically influencers, right? I mean, they, yeah. their voice is a little bit louder like than Susie, you know, that lives on Maple Street. I mm -hmm. just, I see so much potential and facilitating connections. Like you said, you're the matchmaker, right? So let's find, you know, Susie Strand, who's an Instagram influencer, who's missing number nine and find out where they live and what dentist wants to give back and like just see those marketing dollars triple, quadruple at an exponential rate because of social media the way it is now. I mean, that's the hugest thing. And, and you know, uh, one of the most incredible things. So I've been, I, I created this about a year ago. And even for me doing what I do, it's just been amazing what doors have opened for me and our organization because I've collaborated with uh, uh, Steve-O from, from the Jackass movies. Uh, he uh, offered up a fan of his and we got, into, we got into contact and he offered up a fan of his and he came out to our, our practice and surprised a, a lucky fan that we did a makeover for. And then he introduced me to Dr. Drew and I've been on, on the, I've been on the Dr. Drew program like four times now and He's super friendly to this. And then uh, I've done some work for some comedians and been mentioned on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, by name. So this is, again, it speaks to the idea that charitable service is a currency that is so more powerful than money because money, I couldn't have ever come up with the money to coordinate the, the, uh, the relationships that I've coordinated by doing charitable service 
And this was also another unintended consequence. We didn't intend to court celebrities to our cause. It just happened magically out of nowhere. Like it gets an incredible amount of attention when you put yourself out there like this as someone who's willing to help people out. It's just unfathomable the amount of reach that this can get that money cannot. So as far as marketing dollars, there is never, I don't, I won't, I won't buy billboards or mailers or do anything like that ever again. I will just invest in my patients. Just always invest in my patients. They're the ones who are going to build me up more than anything. Yeah. And you know what I've loved about my um, donated dental that I've done over the, you know, sporadically over the last 20 years is the gratitude from the patients. Like oh even if you yeah. aren't on your A game and maybe you have to redo something because the margin's not quite right. I mean, the gratitude that they have, like people truly appreciating your craft. Like it's just such a good feeling. <laughs> right. Well, it moves, it moves. The, I mean, dentistry is expensive. And so it moves the needle for them a lot. When you are going to do a crown for free, that's a huge, you know, that's a huge deal. Uh, and it's not a huge deal for the dentist. It's a couple hundred bucks. You'll notice if you do a free crown for someone, your paycheck as a dentist at the end of the month, yeah, it's pretty much the same. It's, it's really not a significant difference. And, and, but for the patient, it's a significant difference. A crown is, you know, their rent for the month mm -hmm. or a big portion of it. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a big chunk of change for them. And so it's, it's, a huge, it's a huge honor to put yourself out there to help people out and then to receive that gratitude it just pays itself forward 10 times more than what you have. And you can't ever catch up with the amount of, it's like, oh, how can I put it? It's like you never catch up with the amount that you get from it. Like you can't, you can't, you try to put more, more into charitable service. And you just keep on getting more and more back. And it seems unfair. Like I shouldn't be getting this much benefit from, I'm trying to do this at a sac as a sacrifice. And it turns out it's not, it's not a sacrifice. <laughs> it actually benefits me tremendously. And, and, and there's no way I, I can never catch up because the more I do, the more I get. And uh, as soon as you learn that principle, so the dental assistant's job is teach that principle. Try to plant those seeds to your dentist to understand that. That might be the biggest way to grow a practice that no one's thinking about in your office. Yeah, I love it. I love that. I love that. I'm, we're going we're gonna to sign off with that because I, I don't think you can top it. <laughs> if these guys want to find Dr. Brady, okay, let's just go ahead. So YouTube, TikTok, uh, podcast, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. So it's Drilled with Dr. Brady podcast, anywhere the podcasts are found. Um, then we have um, Drilled with Dr. Brady YouTube channel, Drilled podcast, Instagram account, Twitter, Facebook. We are on TikTok. I'm not as active as on TikTok as I should be, but we do, we do have a TikTok account. So we're there. And then um, you can email me drilledpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you have any questions or any other, uh, I'm hundred percent available to anyone who's interested in trying to get their doctor to, to get on board. I love it. You're leading by example and dental assistants, you know, hopefully this podcast, this episode bent your ear a little bit to realize the potential that you have to impact not only the bottom line of the dental practice, but your community and fulfillment, just being a happy human. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Thanks for having me on, been great. Thank you so much, have a great day.
didn't I tell you it'd be amazing? You guys, seriously, go check out Dr. Brady Smith and all of his social media platforms. He's actually super talented. Um, <laughs> he's probably going to be embarrassed that I mentioned this on the closing notes, but he has quite a few series where he, he actually plays guitars and he makes up his own songs that are specific to dental. Uh, so there's a lot of humor, a lot of joy that he is bringing to our industry, and we are super thankful that he came on the show. As always, DA Rockstars, Instagram, Facebook, Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram, Facebook, or the website with Jules Varney, and find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide is where we're at. But until next time, keep on suctioning.